Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for a new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is, what is it? It's Monday, the start of a new week. That can be great news for some. For some it's a little bit more difficult news to deal with because it can mean the start of your work week. But it can still be a great thing because it's the start of a new week in general. I know technically Sunday is supposed to start the new week, but oftentimes we get in the habit of making it be the Mondays because that is when the typical um, work week starts. Or I should say the one we are accustomed to, not necessarily typical, because for anybody it can be different. So I'm not going to get caught up in the semantics of it. For where you are in your life, I don't know what that means. But for me, it's the start of a new week, basically as I reset myself in terms of Mondays being the start. All right, so I hope you enjoyed your weekend. I hope it brought some fun, excitement, some outdoor activity. I hope it brought you a little bit of peace. I hope you were able to do the the last uh, thing I said on touch and how you can touch people and find ways both physically and emotionally mental sense on those. So remember everything that I say is is for you to hopefully, you know, try to find a way to put that into your own life. And you don't have to do it when I say it, but at some point, maybe you'll get there. That's my hope for you. I uh, appreciate you all joining me. We have a lot to get into. It is uh, National Grilled Cheese Day. If you enjoy grilled cheese sandwiches, maybe you can get yourself one of those today. Make it fun, make it easy, make it delicious. Enjoy a nice grilled cheese. All right. We're going to get right to it in just a moment. I appreciate you all joining me. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. So my first news story comes from the island of St. Vincent in the Caribbean, Caribbean, however you'd like to say it, where there was a volcano that erupted. Uh, I believe it happened officially on Friday, but there's been um, growing ash and and debris uh, that has continued since. So what's happening now is um, there is a a uh, scientist named Richard Robertson. He's from the University of the West Indies Seismic Research Center. He had a a news conference the other day and he started talking about um, pyroclastic flows. What that is, is an avalanche of superheated gas and debris traveling as fast as more than 120 miles per hour along the mountainside in areas around the volcano. All right, so that's what he said in his press conference on uh, yesterday, Sunday. And this is, of course, I'm, I'm reading this from NPR uh, article. So what is really um, difficult with this is he, he goes on to talk about sometimes there isn't a force behind the materials to continue upwards and the ash plume collapses on itself and shoots back down. So meaning that sometimes the volcano can't really continue to erupt upwards and into the sky like it does on its initial. And what happens is it kind of hangs right around the um, the volcano and then moves itself down. And um, 
it causes uh, a gas that can reach scalding temperatures, they say, and it can carry car-sized boulders. And that, um, you know, happens all the way down the mountainside. And then it will eventually go as far as the water, um, where it will run out of energy and as it continues into the water. Um, Robertson goes on to say, these flows are really moving masses of destruction. They just destroy everything in its path. Even if you have the strongest house in the world, they will just bulldoze it off the ground. So that's where they are at right now in St. Vincent. And there's uh, news from nearby Barbados that, um, you know, some of the ash and debris is, is, has reached there as well. So it's not just contained in one area. Um, there were people that didn't get out of their homes that didn't heed the warning. So the uh, Prime Minister, Ralph Gonzalez, is now like really pleading he says i'm pleading with persons please it's past the hour to get out and we still have to try and get you out um they've been evacuating people and you know which is putting rescuers at risk and uh for those that didn't get out um they say that some 16,000 people have already evacuated and there are about 3,200 that fled to the 78 government-run shelters um and the scientist Robertson said things will likely get worse before they get better. Um, he goes on to say, that means it's probably unfortunately going to cause more damage and destruction to St. Vincent. And like I said, about 120 miles east in, in Barbados, they are having the ash and in, in, um, reach them. And their uh, Prime Minister, Mia Amor Motley, says, as bad as it, as bad as it is, it can be worse, and that's the first thing we need to recognize. We are living in uncertain times. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but, you know, as as it continues to progress, um, I certainly hope they have um, rescued majority of people, or um, if not all of them by the time you're hearing this. And I don't know what the island is going to look like itself afterwards, but uh, let's hope that they will be able to rebuild and, um, you know, uh, come back from this. So let's just uh, let's just keep our positive thoughts going for them. Um, they say that the volcano, um, this is Robertson, he says it's showing a similar pattern pattern to the volcano's eruption in 1902. That killed about 1,600 people. So hopefully we don't have those same kind of numbers. Hopefully there was a uh, more people heeded the warning and um, they're able to, to have less catastrophic numbers. Um, my second story comes from Minneapolis again. And I say from, uh, from, from there because... As we know, the murder trial of Derek Chauvin is, is ongoing, and police just killed another black man um, uh, yesterday afternoon. So there were violent protests in the streets, and, you know, basically what we saw in 2020 is um, happening again. You know, there were some looters, of course, that always happens. I'm not ignorant to that. There are some people who are just protesting. And the fact that this is 
happening while the murder trial for another cop is happening is just it's so disappointing and disheartening and troublesome that means that even in the midst of knowing full well that their department is under the watchful eye of the country let alone of course the world as well is is watching this but that there's still another mm, police shooting that took place killing a 20 year old black man so the story goes that um there's two sides to the story the police say that he was trying they were arresting him um because he had warrants out which may or may or may not be the case but that doesn't to me that doesn't uh, grant that they should be shooting him uh, even if he was trying to not get arrested why do you have to shoot him the story from his girlfriend is that he got out of the car and they shot at him he got back in the car and tried to drive away but got into a car accident because he was shot and uh he died on the scene she had to get taken to the hospital um his mother so he called his mother while he was pulled over and um because she has all the insurance information i guess it was not in the car and she's asked you know why initially was he pulled over and he says it's because of the um the air fresheners that he had dangling from the uh rearview mirror which i guess is illegal but um it's also said to be used a lot to profile you know black individuals who are driving around minneapolis it's a way for them to have a easy way to pull them over because now they can easily get them for having that and then they can proceed to do whatever else they want to do um so she says that you know next thing she knows is she heard yelling and um then she called back he didn't answer and call the girlfriend answered her i believe and she talked to the girlfriend and you know basically said that he's dead uh or you know along the lines of there was a scuffle and and all everything i think she said he's dead but i'd have to reread the article so i was reading a couple different articles one from yahoo and uh, I saw one from, I believe it was NBC as well. Um, she heard some, she says she heard someone yelling, Dante, don't run. Um, so I don't know what happened. There's going to be a full investigation. But no matter what the circumstances, we have seen recently mm, murderers i'm going to call them murderers who have gone out and committed multiple uh, murders be taken in without being killed i don't know how they were taken in without being killed did they try to run i don't know but we knew that those folks were armed and dangerous and they were still taken in without being murdered So you wonder if it's the policing in general in Minneapolis, or if you wonder if it's more of a racism on top of it, in addition to, I don't know. However you want to look at it, it does not look good because they keep killing unarmed black men. Whether they're running from the police or not, does that really warrant killing? 
as these black and brown bodies are being killed for things while police have defended a uh, murder suspect by say claiming he had a bad day just want to point out those differences reminder that black lives matter stop asian hate when i say black lives matter i include stop asian hate i include you know black and brown lives matter i include all minorities matter and why because they have predominantly been overlooked in this country worldwide too in in many in many uh european nations specifically or colonized nations and i don't want to get into the history of colonization in the world but uh i encourage you to to look that up engage yourself in that it's just uh disheartening to have to read more of these stories i'll be back in just a moment and we'll switch to some positive news time for some positivity so my first positive story comes from uh a the accumulate art school for the homeless in london which was established five years ago by maurice cumber i believe is how you pronounce the name all right and the purpose of it was to help young homeless people move forward in their lives through creative projects and this is according to positive.news article i'm reading uh, so it has courses in graphic design, illustration, fashion, photography, sculpture, and other subjects. It is designed to help uh, people uh, build skills and enter education, employment, or training. And they published a um, graphic novel that was made by people affected by homelessness. All right. So they, it's called The Book of Homelessness. And they say it is an anthology of drawings and writing that gives its creators a platform to explain their experiences from their perspective all right so cumber he says the stories in this book are personal emotional raw and honest they are stories of pain of abuse of dysfunction of families of war of rejection of misplaced love of overcoming difficulties and of fighting and succeeding so what it has done is uh, has raised money to uh, a scholarship for accumulate participants and um, it will give them access to HE course in design and digital media at Ravensbourne University in London. Uh, he says this is a very special thing. This is Cumber again. He tells us to positive news. It means that the creativity of a group of people affected by homelessness will support someone else who is homeless to change their lives through creative education. Uh, so they have sold more than they anticipated that they had to reprint the book. Um, and it's it has been sold uh, across the world and has been bought up by libraries and universities uh, in different cities um it says the participants are from hostels shelters and temporary accommodation they were invited to a series of creative workshops run by accumulate and uh writing drawing and illustration classes were held at a gallery in shoreditch east london uh 
The profits from the sales of the book are shared with its authors and the school itself so it can continue to provide creative workshops. It costs 30 euros and it can be purchased uh, if you go to the positive.news uh, site and look up the story again that is called a graphic novel written by young homeless people is helping change lives. You can uh, click the link at the bottom of the article. It says books cost 30 euros and can be purchased here. Just click that link and it will bring you right up where you can purchase the book. Okay. And of course, remember the profits are go right back to the authors and to the school itself. I'm thinking about purchasing it myself. All right, my second story comes from uh, Alabama, and there's a program in Alabama that is working with members of the community, and not just members of the community, students in particular. So it is helping students in high school uh, learn all about owning a home and uh, building homes and uh, changing homes themselves. So they do hands-on experiences for renovating and rehabbing homes in the, in neighborhoods um, where the school is based in Ensley. And so the CEO of Build Up is what it's called, Mark Martin. He said, many of them come to us having never held a hammer before. Talking about his students. They have students as young as uh, I believe I saw 15 years old when reading this article from CNN. Um so they talk about it's a six-year uh, like curricula that they have to they they work on six-year curriculum, and it helps them like to get uh, their school degree, and it also helps them to get an associate's degree. But then it also gives them promise of being able to buy the some of the properties that they help renovate. All right. So in general, there is a, the racial wealth gap has held. Um, black people back from having ownership on homes and this is going to help close that divide this is all african americans who attend this school there's currently 65 students enrolled in build up um they say the average age is 15 so that means there are some who are younger and some who are a little bit older i guess when they as of course when they start um so the the whole idea comes from a Swiss model of education that is centered on apprenticeships. That's what Martin said is basically his inspiration. It's um uh he he says kids are using tools and two by fours in a shop like setting, learning the skills. Then that afternoon they might be at a job site rebuilding a roof truss, which is all about triangles. Nothing makes learning come more alive than when it's relevant and applicable. Uh, so it's, you know, some of the students say they're hands-on learners, so it really helps. And again, you know, they've learned how to move houses and put them on foundation and, and rebuild. And of course, like I said, they're being helped by other, uh, places building urban prosperity. They acquire land and homes for the program. So that's how build up gets their things, but that, that's not alone. Uh, Martin says, part of our model is we generate revenue above and beyond our costs on certain houses so that we can help support and essentially subsidize the building in lower income areas. There's other, um, ways that they, uh, community members can donate homes for this purpose and benefit from tax deductions. There is, um, I believe I read something and I can't find it in the article at the moment, but, uh, you know, about, um, people who, the students who then are able to buy the homes and they get it at 0% interest. Oh, here it is right now. 
Um, it says students meeting certain income and financial stability criteria at the end of the program will qualify for a zero interest loan provided by a community development financial institution connected to the school. Some properties are even going to be built as duplexes, which will allow them, if they buy the property, to then be able to live in part of it and rent out the other part. So they're learning how to do that and to acquire wealth as well. So the whole idea, again, is he says he wants to help close the racial wealth gap. And uh, he believes that by offering this type of program, it is really going to help um, these African-American students to be able to... Uh, grow in new ways and beyond just um being a renter for life not that there's anything wrong with that but we know that there is a disparity in systemic racism that has pushed back uh and pushed down on black families from being able to purchase homes and there's a whole history of that which i won't get into but i encourage you to look into that whether it's taxes redlining and a bunch of other things like i mentioned last week with uh, traffic zoning infrastructure laws and things of that nature so great for this program by mr um oh uh, mr davis uh oh no mark martin rather <laughs> i don't know where i saw davis uh, I think that's one of the students. So congratulations to Mr. Mark Martin, Build Up CEO, for his work. All right, it's time now for your step of the day. Yeah, step of the day time. So the step for today is going to be think about engaging. Engagement, engage. What does that mean? What does it mean to engage? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to others or for others? How do you engage someone? Yes, you could simply be engaged to someone. But you can engage someone in conversation as well. All right. You can not engage with somebody that is looking to be destructive. Right? So there's different ways to engage. You can engage yourself in something. Right? So what does it mean to you? I want you to think about how you can engage yourself or engage with another person in a positive way? What can you do to engage with yourself in a positive way? What can you do to engage with somebody else in a positive way? All right? Remember, it's, it's easy to engage negatively, especially if somebody's bringing negativity to you. It's harder to switch it into a positive engagement. And I always try to have conversation with people, and I try to display a level of calmness and i'm interested in in helping myself grow and helping other people grow as well so what does it mean to engage to you and my quote today is going to come from oh i may i hope i don't mispronounce the name so i'm going to he have it said oh misplayed that bodhidharma I believe is how it's said. Bodhidharma. I heard, I listened to it, but it's been a minute, so I wanted to make sure I got it right, but I believe that's how you pronounce it. All right, so Bodhidharma, he was uh, a semi-legendary Buddhist monk who lived during the 5th or 6th century. He is credited uh, traditionally as the transmitter of Chan Buddhism to China and regarded as its first Chinese patriarch. All right, and his quote, quote goes like this. Not engaging in ignorance is wisdom. 
All right, I'm going to say that again. Not engaging in ignorance is wisdom. All right, so that can mean multiple things. I take it as layers, but what I want to frame it to you as, I don't mean like, you know, if you post something or say something and somebody, you know, comes back with an ignorant comment as, you know, you engaging with them. I think it's kind of important to engage with them. At some point, it may be not working, and then it's wisdom to walk away. But I also look at it as, um, for yourself, don't engage in ignorance. Like, keep learning, keep studying, keep finding new things, all right? If somebody brings information to you, don't just take it at face value. Look into it. Everything that I say to you, I encourage you to go and look at what I say. I encourage that. Because I may not always be right. I try to do as much reading and research as possible. But I am not always right. And I know that. So I encourage you to engage in uh, ignorant conversation. When you have a point that you can try to get somebody out of that ignorance. Because you have done the study. Which means you are not personally engaging in that ignorance. You are trying to rise above the ignorance by learning more to be able to have that conversation. So again, not engaging in ignorance is wisdom. You got this. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. As always, I need you to rate, subscribe, and share, please. Rate so that other people can find it. Share so you uh, never miss it. And oh, subscribe so you never miss it. Look at that, making mistakes. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. Rate, subscribe, and share. Thank you very much, everybody. Until next time, please be well. <laughs>